Chapter Eleven of David Ransom's Watch by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven: A Marked Day. The waiting room at the junction was crowded with travelers. Among them was David Ransom, who must wait two hours for the express train. He had come thus far on his journey by the early morning accommodation and was watching with interest the tide of human life which continually flowed through this thoroughfare a journey to the great city even a trip to the junction twenty miles away from home was an event in david ransom's life he and margaret had talked over the probabilities of his finding what he wanted in this bustling junction town which was really growing into a city by itself david had been of the opinion that it was city enough for him but margaret had not approved you don't buy a silver watch every day she reminded him i think you ought to go to the biggest city there is besides joel williams's son is there you know and he can give you some advice this last consideration convinced david and he was enjoying the waiting with the zest of a man who loved humankind and saw little of it a narrow life his would have been called by those who knew him on the surface a small farmer living three miles from a small western village that had never boomed getting his daily bread and not very much more from year to year out of a crabbed ground that was worn with crops and lack of food never being able to earn what in any sense of the word could be called a surplus often straitened for what most people call the necessities of life what had david ransom and his wife to help them to be broad-minded only the minister who had in a short time come into close touch with them and a few others knew that these two elderly people on their lonely prairie farm lived lives that were daily swept by the sweet winds of the other country broadened and deepened by the continual fellowship of one who came not as a guest but an abiding presence happy were the people who could claim as friends those two royal souls who lived so close to the centre of life yet very few knew what treasures of friendship lay hidden in the unpretentious farmhouse to those acquainted with david ransom his face as he sat quietly among the throngs at the junction was a study the day marked an epoch in his life at last he was fairly started on his errand to secure his father's parting gift seventeen dollars price of unnumbered days of toil and proof of many little sacrifices were securely pinned to his innermost pocket having first been placed in a strong drilling bag made for the purpose margaret as she pinned it into place had counseled him now father it was noticeable and amusing to some that these childless ones who had never heard the tender names lisped by child of theirs had fallen into the habit of addressing each other by the terms which had been precious to their own childhood now father remember that you are not to get turned off the track this time by anything home or foreign this money is to go for your father's watch and nothing else under heaven it does seem to me as i told the minister that i couldn't stand it to be disappointed again you won't be mother i feel it in my bones that you'll hear the critter ticking when i kiss you good night 
my eyes seems to me i can hear it now i didn't know i was so fond of it as he sat there in the station watching the restless company that was forever moving through the rooms david ransom from time to time laid a hand furtively on his left breast to make sure that the unusual protuberance was quite safe then glanced about him nervously as though aware that the movement might have given away his secret more than one among the waiting groups turned for a second glance at the clean-shaven neatly dressed old man with his bright watching eyes and kindly face more than one stranger said to a companion what a nice-looking man he doesn't seem like the rest of the people some way from time to time men passed who knew the small farmer who occasionally came even as far as the junction with his produce and nodded to him in friendly fashion, calling him by name. On one of these occasions, a small pale woman, rather shabbily dressed, who had taken a seat some time before, not far from where David was standing, looked up with a startled air, and gave him closest scrutiny. After that, she hovered near him. When he went near to the ticket office to note the hour, she followed eagerly, as one who had reached a decision and had no time to lose. Yet when close to him, she fell back a little, and simply watched his face. When he went back to the long seat near the door, she went also, and seemed on the verge of speaking to him, then she changed her mind, and took her seat nearly opposite him, where she could watch without attracting attention. All the time she carried, close wrapped in her arms, a bundle that looked less shabby than she did herself. As for David Ransom, he had not noticed her at all. By and by, the bundle in the shabby woman's arms began to move, to twist about in an unmistakable manner, to sit up, and finally to look about it with interested eyes. Then David Ransom took notice. There was never a baby in the same room with him that he did not see. This one had apparently had but a few months' acquaintance with this world, but had made good use of her opportunities. Her eyes were large and bright, and she looked about with the air of one who believed that there were many things worth looking at. David Ransom smiled on her, and chirruped to her, being rewarded by a ravishing smile in return. Then he noticed the shabby little mother, and instantly felt sorry for her. She had large eyes, like her baby's, and she looked to him as though she needed a friend. "'What is your baby's name?' he asked her, when his movements had made the little one laugh aloud. She seemed startled by the question, and hesitated. "'We haven't exactly named her,' she said. "'I mostly call her just Baby. She isn't very old, about nine months going on ten. She is young to be taking a journey, said David, but she seems to like it, he added, as the little creature bubbled over again into laughter. Do you live about here, ma'am? There was a wistful feeling in the old man's heart that he would like to have Margaret see this baby with pretty eyes and winsome smiles. Again that startled look came into the mother's eyes. Oh, no, she said quickly. We live a good ways off. We have come a long journey, baby and I, but she is real good on the cars. She doesn't cry at all. 
at that moment the westbound express whistled and shrieked its way down the track and rolled into the station the shabby little mother started up nervously and looked about her is this your train david ransom asked are you going west this is the morning accommodation there's a fast train at noon if you are going far how do you do mr ransom said a man as he passed going home on this train the shabby woman listened eagerly no mr jones i'm going into the big city to-day i don't expect to get home until seven o'clock if you want this train ma'am you'll have to hurry it doesn't stop here long no said the shabby mother breathlessly it isn't my train but i've left my bag back there on the other track where i came in i laid it down on the shelf by the window while i was fixing baby and i've come off without it would you mind holding baby for me a minute while i run for it i needn't be gone but just a second oh yes i'll hold her david ransom said his voice a trifle eager in spite of himself he longed to feel the little creature in his arms then a sacrifice occurred to him but maybe i better go and get your bag for you it is quite a piece over to the other station wouldn't that be easier for you oh no she said eagerly you wouldn't know where to look for it but i know where i must have left it i hope no one has taken it it was full of baby's things i won't be but a minute as she spoke she vanished through the doorway for david already had the animated little bundle in his eager arms they were very happy together these two baby patted his cheek and reached for his glasses and pulled a stray lock of gray hair with her mites of fingers and it made david ransom laugh to think how much strength they had in them the train after making its usual erratic movements backing a few rods then turning and backing again for no apparent reason but its own amusement suddenly reached a decision and rushed noisily off toward the west large numbers of the waiting people went with it the minutes passed five ten fifteen soon it was nearly half an hour since the baby's mother went away poor critter said david ransom to himself i'm afraid she can't find her bag i'm most afraid she can't ever find it and i suppose it would be a big loss to her baby was growing restless her new nurse changed her position with awkward tenderness and trotted her gently up and down while he whispered loving little words into her perfect ear she condescended to be pleased and smiled again but of course this sort of thing could not go on much longer the eastbound train arrived at last made a very brief stay and departed without david ransom he felt very sorry and reflected mournfully that he should now have nearly two hours less in the great city than he had planned but there was no help for it of course he could not leave baby perhaps a watch could be bought in much less time than he had arranged for in any case there was nothing to worry about for he was doing the best he could and he felt sure that margaret would say so when she heard the story he wrapped baby's long cloak carefully about her and took a slow observant walk down the length of the room of this she approved the eastbound train had thinned the people out comparatively few were left 
it was easy to make sure that baby's mother was not among them david ransom fumbled carefully for his handkerchief and wiped the perspiration from his forehead as the thought occurred to him that she might have attempted to cross the track by a platform of the eastbound train and been carried off with it in that case what was to be done it was characteristic of the man that his predominant thought in connection with such an accident was pity for the mother who could not know that he would lose all the trains there were to be had that day rather than desert her baby at last a policeman was found and interviewed he gave the troubled man a shrewd look then whistled softly you're in for it i reckon were the amazing words he said she played her game well i must say but david ransom's eyes still asked questions why she's off and the young one is on that's about the size of it i-i don't think i understand faltered david you mean that the woman then he stopped i mean that she's skipped that woman has and left her baby on your hands i reckon she thought you had a soft spot in your heart that would serve her a good turn anyhow she's tried it on a look of horror joined the bewilderment in david ransom's eyes you don't mean that she has gone away on purpose and left her little baby that's the size of it i guess it's a purpose that she planned with care i reckon it ain't the first time it's been done in this very station i generally manage to keep watch of suspicious-looking females but there was such a crowd this morning going to the show that i got caught well it's lucky for you that we've got a foundling hospital that's handy it ain't more than a mile from here i'll get word to them right away to send for the young one the foundling hospital faltered david ransom that is where it's where they take care of young ones that are deserted by their natural protectors explained the policeman they feed em and look after em generally until they get adopted or got rid of somehow buried for instance chuckled a station lounger who had shuffled up with his hands in his pockets to enjoy the excitement they have the most amazing lot of funerals out there that i ever see seems as though the burying places would get filled up with babies after a while well said the policeman what could you expect abandoned babies have never had the best kind of care you can calculate of course they die off like sheep have you looked to see if that young one hasn't a tag about her somewhere to show that she has been left a purpose they generally see to that with fingers that trembled david put back the long cloak to examine the policeman attempted to help but this the baby resented and the old man instinctively drew her away from the other's touch yes there it was a bit of paper on which was traced in pencil in a feminine hand i know you will be good to her oh yes sneered the policeman it's mighty little you care whether he is or not so that you get well rid of her miserable set if folks that shirk their young ones could be caught and hanged the world would be better off in my opinion it's a good thing that the young ones die what could they be expected to grow up to with such a start are you going east mr ransom then you've another hour to wait.
but if you want to get rid of the young one the stationmaster's girl will look after it until the nurse comes you'd rather keep her eh all right she seems to take to you that's a fact soft chap that said the station lounger as david ransom moved with his charge to the other side of the room the policeman smiled grimly david ransom selected a sheltered corner made a pillow out of his mittens and handkerchief for the bobbing head held the might of a hand in his own big one and soothed his charge to sleep then sat quite still and waited a faraway look in his eyes when the warning roar of the next through train was heard the policeman came to scold about the tardy nurse and to offer to see to the kid if that was david's train but david ransom shook his head and sat still the train arrived and departed another half hour passed then came the policeman with a severe-looking woman here's the nurse at last he said they are not noted for speed up at that institution i guess the nurse darted a wrathful glance at him and spoke sharply we have one or two other things to do besides attending to your deserted young ones she said give the child to me wasn't there so much as a bundle left with her they aren't generally so heartless as that have you any idea when she was fed i brought a bottle of milk with me and i guess i would better warm some and feed her so she will not deafen me with squalls on the way up they are generally half starved then david ransom rose up decision in his face and voice i'll ask you to take her ma'am and feed her as you said and make her comfortable for a short journey then i'll take her back again in time for our afternoon accommodation i'm going to take her home with me the policeman stared the lounger with hands in his pockets laughed and the severe-visaged woman said adopted already eh i guess you are some relation to her ain't you yes said david ransom firmly i am i reckon she is one of the lambs that belong to my master and if i'm not mistaken i've had orders to take her home and tend her for him then the nurse stared is he crazy she whispered to the policeman who shook his head not a bit i know him he lives back in the country on a farm he's as poor as poverty and soft as feathers mrs ransom did not know why she stood in her doorway looking wistfully down the road she told herself that she had no call to expect david yet for hours it stood to reason that he couldn't get the afternoon accommodation but it did seem so kind of lonesome in the house thinking of him away off so she stood and strained her eyes up the road and her eyes were rewarded trudging steadily along from the corner where he left the mail wagon came david with a bundle in his arms his gratified wife watched him eagerly she wondered that he hadn't more bundles he carries it curiously somehow she said most as if it was eggs and he was afraid he'd break em he was near enough now for speech and she hailed him did you get it father ay said david i did and it's ticking away this minute close to my heart my eyes don't it keep steady time End of chapter eleven